the hideousness of that podcast will haunt my dreams forever. That was alright. That was alright. This is as good as you're going to get. This is as good as you're going to get. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Adam and Ben, new and selected, a podcast about the films of Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller, two of America's greatest comedy movie stars. My name is Lucian, and I am joined, as always, by my... Um, Trusty, Very rich friend. No, no. A better one, a better one. Okay. By my trusty servant, my butler. Okay. Definitely a man who does not obsess over feet. Shane is here with me. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice Sorry. to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Excuse me. Um, uh, who did Adam Sandler meet who had a foot fetish that he thought was really gross and wanted to make fun of in a movie? And then he made this. Tarantino. Tarantino, who uh, cameoed in Thingy the year before this. Oh, he did. Uh, what you call it? Uh, the terrible, awful movie that I hate. Little Nicky. Yes. Little Nicky. Small Nicholas. That is a funny coincidence. Isn't it? He hangs I'm out. I'm sorry, Little Nicky came out one year before this. Two. Two. He hangs out with the world's most famous foot fetishist, and then yeah. he... And then he makes a movie with a with a foot fetishist character that he that gets yeah. brutally humiliated. Um, this film did come out the same year as Punch Drunk Love, which, in my opinion, is a two for two of great performances. I think so. The likes of which have never been matched. The best of both worlds. Absolutely. One of his best performances as a charming, schlubby, Sandler, typical type. And his best performance, period, in like a proper film. Is that the closest anyone could ever have come to winning an Oscar and a Razzie in the same year? Uh, no, because that did happen. Oh, really? Sandra Bullock in 2009, Blindside, Blindside and uh, All About Steve. Oh, okay. And what does she do? The night before the Oscars, she shows up to the Razzies and accepts her award. And that is good. God bless. That's good vibes. That's that good. Is good. I like her for that a lot. I really respect her for doing yeah. that. I think the Razzies are fucking stupid. No, we've talked about it before. We don't, we're, we're not supposed to we, talk about We don't talk about the Razzies on the show. But no. Sandra Bullock showing up to them is a good move. Like, mm-hmm. I think if the person nominated goes, they become funny by mm-hmm. proxy through that happening. You know, this year they, they nominated a child um, from a... Oh, you were saying... Zac Efron movie and they had to rescind the nomination because people were like you fucking assholes you're nominating a a seven year old what's wrong with you like they're such assholes I mean I do think bad child actors aren't immune to criticism by any means I love to call them out no but like casting a bad child actor is is the director's fault yeah exactly don't bully a child I think that no I think nominating a child child for a bad acting award is is bullying and Yes, the child has no input in what they get cast in or what they can do their parents and the director are responsible not the child themselves Send anyway. your hate mail to them. Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds. Is a 2002 film directed by Stephen Brill and written by Tim Hurley. He sadly does not have a screenwriting credit on this. Interesting. Mm. Um, it is a remake of the 1936 Fred Capper film, Mr. Deeds Ghost Town. So I was shown Mr. Deeds Goes to Town by my dad when I was very young. And I didn't know that there was a remake of it until I kind of got into my Sandler phase mm-hmm. when I was like 13. And I was like, no way. There is a remake of Mr. Deeds Go to Town. And my dad was like, that is going to be terrible. And I watched it and I thought it was one of the greatest films I'd ever seen. I submitted a list uh, to Hypable.com called mm-hmm. My 100 Favorite Films of All Time. And I had Mr. Deeds at like number 12 or something. That was back then when I was 13 okay. and I was an insane okay. child. That is not a correct opinion. It's more this like is, 113. This is now. not a five star film. It's more like 313. Sure. It's not a five star film. It's like a solid four and a half for me. But uh, I do really like Mr. Deeds. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch Mr. Deeds Goes to Town again before this podcast. I didn't really have much to say about it, to be honest. It's uh, Gary Cooper and Gene Arthur. And it's a movie that would benefit a lot from having Jimmy Stewart in it instead of Gary Cooper, because I just don't think Gary Cooper is much of an exciting actor. Um, He's the CEO guy. He No, no, Gary no. Gary Cooper is Mr. Deeds. I'm talking about the, oh, the original Trapper movie. Sorry, yeah. I was like, what do you mean Jimmy Stewart? Uh, Gary Cooper um, is, is what he is. But I, the problem is that Frank Capper makes this and then goes on to make obviously fucking it's a wonderful life and other things and also jimmy stewart goes on to make this movie um mr smith goes to washington which is very similar name to mr deeds goes to town yeah and is a much better film and mr smith goes to washington is more political and ends up with jimmy stewart i'm pretty sure in congress making a big speech about well well we should be be kind to that was no no you had it earlier i had it earlier 
Uh, whereas Mr. Deeds Goes to Town is just like, he has loads of money, he has to go to course, blah, blah, blah. Um, and isn't really a proper... Um, isn't particularly funny. It's it's very long. Uh, mm. It's for a for a thirties film. It is it is it is almost two hours long, um, and it is pretty straight down the middle. Uh, Gene Arthur is good, but like I didn't find it to be particularly funny or yeah. goofy or have any of that kind of weird Jimmy Stewart thing that Frank Capra perfected later in his career. So anyway, fact of the matter is, with all due respect. I am one of the few people in the world who thinks Mr. Deeds, the remake, is better than Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. And I apologize to Frank Capra for having such an opinion, but it's simply how I feel. Mm-hmm. So you hadn't seen Mr. Deeds before. I actually had seen The Goats of It. Interesting. On it's TV one, yeah. once. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, yeah, I recognize the tutorial character. I recognize the ending. Mm-hmm. I recognize yeah, per- the premise. Bits. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I could have. I could have told you the entire plot of this film without having seen it anyway, just yes, based yes. on previous knowledge of Sandler films at the For time. For sure, yes. And you know, I it didn't. Maybe I was just in a bad mood watching it. <laughs> maybe I was just really tired. But I was just like, "All right, I I know what this is." Okay. Just just keep it rolling. You felt it was too obvious. A little bit, but also if it was like if it was more than the hour and a half it was, I'd be tuned out. Interesting. It just yeah, whatever. It's. It's good. It just it's another one in the list of fifty first dates, very For competently sure. made. Very similar, yeah. Nothing too crazy. Nothing too, people are going to get too mad about. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I don't know. He's doing his nice guy persona. Yeah, and he throws in his silly shouts sometimes, but he's not being particularly abusive towards people. In no, um, he's 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 it's it's simpleton Sadler rather than angry Sadler. I think that there's. <laughs> I think that his characters and stuff like Big Daddy are meant to be very bright. They're hostile. But hostile. Yeah. And then in this, he's simple and pleasant. And then Billy Madison is the best of both worlds, where he's stupid and hostile. Yeah. And I think that's probably the best version of him. Yeah. Because you're getting hilarity and, and like, kind of a craziness. Mm. But I also think that him just being, like, a, a sweet, lovely innocent is a very endearing girl. Oh, 100%. And I think Absolutely. it's necessary I think he's delightful in this. to create the image of him that we like so much. Yeah. That movies like this and Fifty First Dates need to exist, even if they're not necessarily the funniest ones. Yeah, like, this is just sincere and nice guy, Adam Sandler. Yeah. And like, I think there's enough other zany characters in the film to let him get away with that. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, the Totoro character, and honestly, even the Winona Ryder character is, like, doing a bit for most of the movie yeah. where he can get away with being like, oh, yeah, oh, Mandrake Falls. Yeah, he can be the kind of neutral presence in yeah, that Yeah, because film she's one. doing her whole, like, I am from the fake place. Yeah, and then yeah. Totoro is like, I'm crazy, I love feet. So you're like, okay, you're you're being neutral and that's okay. Yeah. The movie can survive that. Um, uh, so the plot of the film is that uh, a, a billionaire uh, freezes to death at the top of Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. Um there's no immediate descendants. No immediate descendants. So they, they find the next nearest guy and it's a distant relative of his. Or like not even that distant, but a guy who doesn't know him very well. Who yeah. lives in a small town called Mandrake Falls, New Hampshire and writes greeting cards for a living. No, he doesn't. He, he, he owns a pizzeria. Yeah. He writes greeting cards like in his free time. In a beautiful um, little village that I wish I lived in. Yes. And all his greeting cards are like, Uncle Fred, you were great. I wish we could have drank together. Now you're gone, and that is sad. This is very close to the one in the movie. Yeah. And uh, beers around me, whatever the fuck, right? So the the guys from the company... That was the to- worst rhyming I've ever heard. Yeah, there was sorry. a single one in there. Nope. The guys from the company, who are the fucking Frank and Jerry of this yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. have to fuck off to Mandrake Falls in a helicopter to go find him. And the first person they run into there is Crazy Steve, uh, played by... <laughs> Not Crazy Steve. Crazy Eyes. Crazy Eyes. Played by uh, Buscemi, whose like, uh, head is stuck in a trap of some kind. I can't remember where the fuck he is. Uh, or he lives I in a shack. He, or no, something. he's in jail. Oh, he's in jail, but it's like a little wooden shack. Yeah. Anyway, a funny town. And your one from fucking Two and a Half Men shows up. Yes. She's like, he's a sweet boy. Take she's care like the, of him. the waitress at the pizza yeah. shop. Yeah. She's in. Is she not in the other yoke? She's not in 50 Years Eight. No, that was Amy Hill. Sorry. Mm. Uh, similar character, though. Like, oh, don't, you know. Keep an eye on that girl character. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, so the guys from the company are played by Peter Gallagher, who I only saw the other day in um, the the Hudsucker Proxy, and he is oh, a great, great, great actor. He has giant teeth. He plays the real estate agent in American Beauty that uh, Annette Bennett has an affair with. 
Oh. That guy. Okay. He's in the OC. He's a really good actor. Uh, so he is the CEO. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy is Eric Avari, who I love. He's fantastic. Who is a great actor. He's got kind of a Fred Melamed thing going on where his whole face is defined by like weird facial hair and yeah. kind of being like a person from 200 years ago. Yeah, he's bald and has like a beard, but no mustache. Yeah, he's ethically he's ambiguous. Thing. He could be from like eight different places. He's in The Mummy with Brennan Fraser. He's mm-hmm. very good in that. Uh, he's Indian American, uh, so he's sort of in the Ben Kingsley zone, but like he could play Israeli, Egyptian, Greek, and I'd be like, sure, this mm-hmm. guy could be from many places. Um, he's fantastic, and Sandler makes many, many jokes at his expense, um, so that's good. Uh, and then they bring Sandler to New York, and he is moved into this mansion where he meets the butler, uh, John Turturro, who is Emilio Lopez, and he is constantly sneaking up and going sneaky sneaky mm. and has a foot fetish and this is my favorite John Turturro performance he's so good in this he kind of carries the movie in Sandler films or of all time uh, I think like maybe of all time <laughs> it's up there he's yeah. so good in this he's like uh, Preston did not allow me to change his socks he's so good and he does the frostbite gag yes. and he's the sneaky sneaky and then the movie ends with this beautiful scene where he inherits the company and he is like Free something for everyone. Free uh, the flamenco lessons for everyone. Uh, something Spanish. Right, very good. He is really, really good. All because his uh, the old the old boss of the company had yes. an affair with the maid. With the maid, and that was his mother. That was his mother. So he's the illegitimate son of Preston Blake. That's yeah. nice. Uh, the other side of the movie then is that we have a newspaper who want a story on Mister Deeds. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, sorry. The whole point is Mister. Uh, Longfellow Deeds yes gets 51% of this billion dollar company yes, yes, yes. So he's suddenly super powerful yeah so they want to the rest of the yeah. CEO and the rest of the company want to buy him out yeah. and just give him his cash and then they but can like, take over the company Sandler doesn't play him as a complete like he's not Billy Madison no he's he's, he's not because he, you could do this movie with Billy Madison doing his nudie magazine day thing. sure but instead he's like he's simple well, in a way I that he's like just not exposed it. to the rest of the world yeah it's a fucking Gary Cooper, Jimmy Stewart performance yeah. where he's like, well, I don't know about that. I'm just a simple man from the South. And I think that's a really interesting character for Sandler to try and play in 2002 because yeah. he's just played fucking little Nicky, right? And people are like, fuck you. You're all, like <laughs> the most disgusting person, right? Yeah. Horrible little ratty man. And you're like, fuck this guy. Yeah. So he's like, what if I did a 1930s movie star performance where I was innocent, nice, harmless, not an idiot, respectful very like i will defend a woman from being mugged kind yeah, of thing yeah. and it's like a very funny character for a guy who's known for his aggression and casual misogyny to play um but of course within the film sandler can't resist being like i'm going to harass eric avari's character and make fun of his beard and all this shit oh and there's a scene where they sing space oddity that on the fantastic. helicopter which is great that. and then they get into he does such a good Accent. He puts on the English accent. Yes, he does the Bowie accent. He's a good singer. Um, Anyway, there's a newspaper who are investigating him. Um, And this is such a cliche from these movies. Like, the Hot Circle Proxy is the exact same plot where Jennifer Jason Lee goes undercover as the girlfriend to get a story about the guy who just inherited the company. It's Mm -hmm. very similar. And that was, like, 10 years before this. So, Winona Ryder is a reporter for a garbage TMZ show. Yeah. Uh, sorry, it's not a newspaper. And her boss is Jared Harris, who has doing an Australian accent, even though he is Irish. And he is uh, he is a sleazy, horrible Australian fucker. And then Alan Covert works there as well and is very good because he's wearing all these fucking disguises and yeah. always hanging around. I love a disguise guy sneaking around the background. Yeah. And he's, yeah. So every time Winona is like trying to get Sandler, seduce Sandler, yeah. Alan Covert will be like sneaking up behind and she'll be like, fuck off, fuck off. So yeah. that's really funny. And he's very good in this, and he's being creepy to her the whole film, and it's very good. Um, so I enjoyed all of that stuff. And then John McEnroe shows up and has a wild night with deeds on the town, and they get some footage of that, and they're trying to basically catch him out. And get him on the John track. McEnroe bizarrely looks like Nathan Fielder. This is something you texted me about the other day, and I yeah. was like, oh, you're watching Mr. Deeds. And you said, no, I'm not. He's just on TV. Am I right? No, I'm saying, oh, I watched it like two nights ago. Oh, right. I'm just raising just this raised point the point now. now. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, Reverend Al Sharpton uh, shows up in this as mm-hmm. he is presiding over uh, Preston's funeral and Rob Schneider plays Nazo, a food delivery man <laughs> previously seen in Big Daddy 
So we have our first Rob Schneider character okay. repeat. I didn't realize where this. He plays the same character. Fantastic stuff. Um, appears in two brief scenes, uncredited. But are these films all set no in lines. the same universe? I think so. Where only Nazo is a repeat yeah. and Sandler's characters are all different people. Perhaps. That'll be very amusing. I'd enjoy that. Um, the uh, the scenes in uh, Madrid Falls were shot in New Milford, Connecticut. Uh, some scenes were shot in Carmel, New York. Several scenes were filmed around spring 2001. Following 9-11, images of the World Trade Center towers were digitally removed. Um, um, so that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film came out in June 2002. So uh, Winona Ryder is someone we've already talked about on this podcast uh, because she's obviously the lead of Reality Bites. My, very good one of my least favorite films we've covered so far. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. yeah. Uh, someone at work today asked me when I told them about the podcast, they said, what's the worst film either of them have been in? Envy. I said The Cobbler. But then I after was like, you know what? Envy and Little Nicky are actually the real answers. Yeah. They are respectful. The Cobbler is just bad. Envy and Little Nicky are no. kind of evil, like... Little Nicky is I harassment. Think, I think Little Nicky's worse than Envy. I think Little Nicky is like having fingers shoved down your throat at the yeah, dentist. Yeah, like, no, I think it's... I think Envy is just like a punch and smell and Little Nicky is like being choked. It's... Yeah, Little Nicky is violent, aggressive. It's violent, a, it's a, nasty yes, film. It's aggressive. And it, it, um, it tries to hurt you. Yeah, it tries to hurt you. Whereas Envy's just... Envy's just a smelly, stinky smell. Yeah. Anyway, Winona Ryder is, is obviously uh, a wonderful talent. Um... And she is pretty good in this. I don't think it's a bad role. Like, I actually think... As no, there's good flesh to it. Female roles go in Sandler films. It's one of the better ones where, like, she kind of charges the narrative for a lot of the film. Yeah, like, because she's not the love interest. Like... Yeah, she's she has a scheme. So he's not seducing her. It's the no, other way around. Yeah, yeah, Like, she's the one who has something to gain. She has the, the kind of power in the relationship, yeah, we're, I guess. we're coming at him from her perspective rather yes. than the other way around, which is a very... Actually, Punch Drunk Love is not a million miles away from that because in that film, he's like so fucking dopey yeah. that she, Emily Watson's character is like... She has to make the effort. Like, going for yeah. the jugular with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob's going to talk about that soon. And it came out like whatever within a few months of this. Um, interesting to compare. But yeah, she is very good in this. Um, have a look at these posters because there's a few different ones and they're interesting. I know the main one. So in this one, he's wearing a hoodie and it says, don't let the fancy clothes fool you. And the yeah. butler, like the old white butler man is up on the stairs. Mm-hmm. Then there's another one where it's the same picture of Sandler, but his hand is removed from his chin and he's now wearing a brown coat and it says he's got something money can't buy. And Winona is staring at him lovingly and Totoro is standing behind them. There's a third one where it's him and it says, don't let the fancy clothes fool you. But now he's wearing the nice brown jacket again. Totoro and Winona are gone, but the white butler is there. Is the brown coat digitally added in all of these I think everything can be digitally added. Wait, that's a different... But look, his head is changing. Oh, my God, it's so weird. They're just, it's the same face, but his clothes keep changing. Don't let the fancy clothes fool you doesn't work unless he's wearing the hoodie. He looks fine there. Yeah. It's not fancy, but he looks fine. It's like a, it's like a decent casual outfit. I don't think that tagline makes any sense unless he's wearing the hoodie. Then there's another one. Would you be better not facing... just call it saying, don't let the casual clothes fool you? No. Yeah, maybe. Then there's another one where he's facing another direction. They've just flipped him. And it says, doing filthy work is, doing being filthy rich is hard work. It takes a special kind of guy. That's terrible. Uh, then there's this one. It's the same one again. Why, why did they release all of their drafts? Oh, this one has two. This one says he's got something money can't buy. And then under Mr. Deeds, it says there's a new kid in town. What? Doesn't mean anything. No, because he's not the child That of... doesn't mean anything. And he's in his 30s. Oh, and then we have uh, one in a language that I do not speak. And it says, Dukan hami moro med 40 milliarder dollar. Mr. Deeds, detere ni bon di bien. I'm guessing that means he just inherited 40 million dollars. New kid in town? Oh my I, God. I, yeah, probably new kid. Uh, there's a new kid in town on the back of the DVD. I don't think any of these poses are particularly nice. They're fine. They explain the movie. Oh, which is the best one? I guess the best one is the one with Winona Ryder on it because it has a beautiful woman on it. And the brown the brown jacket is nice. And Totoro is there. That's my favorite one. Yeah, you've got... There we go. Yeah, and there's... That's the best one. The tagline's quite small. Very interesting to me that she gets uh, her name at the top of the poster. Well, yeah. I don't think that I would have expected that given she's not Jennifer Aniston or Drew Barrymore. But fair play to her. I guess she was still a big star in 2002. 
What was she up to in 2002? Well, <laughs> since you ask, Winona Ryder in 2002 um, had yet to be arrested, I assume, for her uh, kleptomania. Um, her last film before this was in Zoolander, uncredited cameo. Oh. Uh, Autumn in New York, Lost Souls, or the year before this. And then the year of this, she's in Sim 1. I don't remember her being in that. And then she stops making movies straight after. So I'm guessing that the uh, kleptomania thing may have happened around this time. When was she at the peak of her powers? December 12th, 2001. So this comes out after the kleptomania. Okay. After she was arrested on shoplifting charges. Um... She then was accused of using drugs without prescription, and then she's accused of grand theft, and then burglary, and then she's sentenced to probation in December 2002. So this is really her last movie before she becomes a criminal. Mm. And then 2004, she got off probation, misdemeanors, blah, 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 blah. And then basically everyone forgives her for all that stuff later in the 2000s. I feel so bad for her. She's great. I've never heard a bad word about she her. She must have really been stealing a lot if, like... And all the she crimes. She was caught and put in prison. She, well, she was stealing, like, fucking expensive jewellery. Yeah. She wasn't stealing crisps, like... She was stealing... I don't know, she's just so delightful if I was a security guard. She and I was like, so you stealing so delightful. Like, no, I would I'm let like, her off with literally anything. There same. was literally no crime Winona Ryder could commit that I wouldn't be like, do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, she stole $4,760 worth of clothing and hair products. And she also had drugs for which she did not have a prescription and she was removing tags from the items oh, whatever she's had a problem I, these are these are innocent crimes i stealing I, isn't a crime stealing is like a thing you get caught out for but it's not a crime sure if you don't get caught for stealing it's not a crime oh well, right anyway. great uh turns out both this and the original mr deeds movie are both credited as being based on a short story by clarence buddington kelland called opera hash <laughs> Opera hat. What if this movie was called Opera Hat? He gets to go to the opera and wear a hat. Exactly. Opera he, hat. Yeah. That's such a short story name. My story in the New Yorker. Uh, opera hat. Opera hat. Uh, the class corner. Uh, so this movie is obviously entirely about class. Yeah. But also I think there are more interesting Adam Sandler movies about class, such as The Week Of, where I feel like we get a lot more insight into what he thinks about blue collar workers and rich people and how they interact i feel like in this movie it's just like oh rich people who who work in as ceos are bastards and rich people who live in big houses are good and he, it's a bit all over the place he has a weird speech towards the end doesn't he at like the board meeting yes. where being rich being a billionaire isn't bad but if you do yeah. bad things while you're a billionaire yeah. that's bad it's a very soft republican view on wealth yeah it's like you can you can earn it if you if you're yeah, nice. The, if you're yeah, nice and you the are, movie is not anti-billionaire. It no. is anti-CEO or whatever. Well, it's anti-breaking up a giant media conglomerate. Yeah, because people uh, lose their jobs. Or right. Something. Yeah. I don't know. What, what is the company? It's a media. No, <sighs> it's always a nothing in these. Oh yeah. We own a newspaper. Well, no, I'll make newspaper. you stories slightly better. No, I lost it. Okay. No. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. Um. Thought I'd have more to say about this. That's the thing. I think that was my issue with watching it. I was like, "There, it's so safe. It's so polished. Yeah, it's so just refined that yeah. there's not a lot to say." About I like these it things. a lot, but I can't really think of much else to say. Um, <sighs> any other good scenes in it? Uh, not really. It's just pretty good. Yeah. Stephen Brill, the director, made the following films. Heavyweights, Little Nicky, <laughs> Mr. Deeds. Okay, he made oh, he made Little Nicky as well. He how made do you, Little Nicky. How do you go from Little Nicky to this? I mean, that's all sound is all. Li- yeah. He was nominated for the Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Director and Worst Screenplay for Little Nicky. Yeah, okay, that's justified. That's justified. After this, he makes Without a Paddle, the Dax Shepard, Seth Green uh, film I've never seen. Maybe I'd God. like that. Maybe I would like that. Uh, and then he makes... Seth Green is a face that doesn't exist after 2005. I really don't like Seth Green. Uh-huh. I think he's a horrible face. And then he is in... Uh, then Sorry, then he directs Drillbit Taylor, which is a very, very bad film. Uh, that was one of the pivotal films you in my like childhood. It? It's a thing that I watched when I was like 10. Yeah. Or however old I was. So yeah, I was like, oh, 10. this is a nice Owen Wilson film. Yeah. Whatever. I it was really, a weird, super bad knockoff really don't kinda. like it. I think it's so boring. Well, if I watched it again, no, yeah, I have no interest. But it's just... Josh Peck is in it. Is he? 
Yeah. Oh, I think he's like the bully in that. He's one of the kids. Yeah, he must be the bully, yeah. Um, uh, Leslie Mann is the woman in that. Okay, maybe it's not so bad. Uh, after that, he makes Movie 43 segment, The Thread. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know which one that is. I've actually seen Movie 43 a couple times, so I should probably know what the segments are called. The Thread is the alternative version where it makes sense. Oh, so he directed like the... the the uh the like framing device okay and then he makes walk of shame uh oh yeah one of these situations where i'm realizing that i've seen all but one of this guy's movies oh really? only one i haven't seen is without a paddle okay and you'll see why now so he makes walk of shame which is a movie with elizabeth banks and allison sorry not allison brie jillian jacobs which i watched in my community phase mm-hmm. and then he makes the do-over with Sandler and David Spade, which we will not bother covering. And then he makes Sandy Wexler, which is pretty good, but we will not bother covering. And then he does Hoobie Halloween. Mm-hmm. So he's one of the Netflix go-to guys now for Sandler. Jesus. Stephen Brill. Stephen Brill. You're not You're not great. <laughs> Do you prefer Totoro in this or in The Big Lebowski? Oh, I prefer him in this. Really? Yeah. The only performance of his that might be better than this is The, the Night of. Um, where... I'd like to note his character he also talks about feet he a lot does. because he has eczema and he has to go to a fucking specialist. So he is very, a lot of foot stuff in Totoro's life. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Should I read into that? Interesting. Um, Stay tuned to the next season of Severance. Yeah. I feel like they could work feet they into that work, if they wanted. They could definitely work feet into that. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Deeds received three Razzie nominations, including Worst Actor, Ugh. Worst Actress, and Worst Remake. However, the film also won Favorite Movie Actor at the Kids' Choice Awards. Kids of Taste. Kids Choice Awards are always... Well, what has this movie gotten for kids? I don't know. Critics are stupid. 22% Rotten Tomatoes, A- minus cinema score. Good. Correct. Yeah. This movie slaps. I know you didn't like it, but... No, but like... The it, soundtrack album has 12 songs. There's not liking it, and then there's thing that's bad. Yeah. This is by no sure. means bad. The soundtrack has 12 songs on it. Yes. And there are some fucking bangers on here. Oh, yeah. I was looking through it. Oh, my God. Let My Love Open the Door by Pete Townsend is mm-hmm. a phenomenal song. I've been listening to it a lot recently. Where Are You Going? Dave Matthews Band. Uh, Sweetest Thing by U2. Great song. Used very well in this mm-hmm. when they're cycling down the steps. Isn't that funny that there are two Winona Ryder films we've covered in this podcast that have very good uses of U2 songs in them? What's the other song? Reality Bites has All I Want Is You over the end scene where oh, her and Ethan Hawke get back together. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh, Wrong Impression by Natalie Imbruglia. Yeah, I thought this was, I thought Crash was playing at the beginning, but it was Dave Matthews. Dave a different, yeah, it was a yeah. different song. Yeah, I was like, oh. Space Oddity by Sandler, as credited as Adam Sandler and David Bowie. Does David Bowie know about this credit? I don't know. And then there's a Yes song and a Ken and Crow song. Pretty good soundtrack. Oh, David Bowie's in a Sandler and a Siller in space of two years. I, I guess. I mean, I don't think he's aware he's in this, but yes. Um... I'd love to go to like a Sandler just performs David Bowie song. Sorry, concert. who is the friend back home? The guy in the pizza place. Yeah. Is Peter Dante, who's in like loads of these. He's that- one of the gay guys in 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 uh Big Daddy. This guy. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's kinda this guy. Yes, that guy. He's like a Matt LeBlanc type. Sure, sure. Yes, he's The um, voice in this sounds like he's doing Chris from Family Guy. Uh- <laughs> I can't do Chris I, in a family guy. No, I can't either, but it's just a very... Chris, Chris Griffin. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh Meg. Oh, Seth Green again. Coming out <laughs> That's the your, just your Jimmy Stewart again. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart on a family guy. Peter. Well, well I, I, I I don't have a, a guy in my fa- family. Oh, it's terrible. Stop. Oh, my God. We're sorry. Awful. Right. This film... Uh, this would be a lot funnier podcast if we could do legit accents. Oh, imagine. Or, uh, imagine if we could do good impressions of Adam Sandler or Ben Stiller. How fucking convenient would that be? Oh, yeah. I just got an email from Songkick. Just announced John Mayer and Will Butler. Well, you're telling me about fucking Will Butler. I bought my ticket a week, two weeks ago. Oh, uh, they're not playing together? Um, be a fun double bill if they were. That would be fun if they're playing together. Right. I'm going to have to send you the box office because I don't think you know how to find it on your own. <sighs> I don't. Um... Give me a minute. I do, I, do re- I do research for a living, but I... This movie um, comes out in... Uh, you're going to have to kill it full time. I, I can't do two things at once. I'm looking at my Instagram right now, and this day, four years ago, I was at Coachella. Oh, wow. It was four years ago. I was in, I was in California Depressing. in the US of A. And this day, one year ago, we saw The War on Drugs. 
Very good. We did indeed. We did indeed. It was good 14th Friday of April. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I see a lot of music on the 14th of April. Yeah. None today, unfortunately. I'm the music today. Fuck. All right. There you have the opening weekend. So the film comes out on June 28th, 2002. And it is a budget of 50 million. And its box office is 171 million. Pretty good. God bless. This opened I to... wonder how much Sandler got paid for this. Budget is 50. I'm guessing he got 15 to 20. Do you know how much this made opening weekend? Uh, fucking 30. 37 million. Wow. Very good. Phenomenal. That is, that's like what Dungeons and Dragons did last week and people were like, what a success. Yeah. <laughs> movies, movies just don't make money like they used to. But like Adam Sandler making that after Little Nicky, very impressive. Yeah. Well done. Okay. Next up. He gave the people what they wanted. Is a film that I believe stars an Irish actor. Tom Farrell. I think so. In phone booth? No. Uh, I might have this completely wrong. Okay. Um, Colin Farrell. I think so. It'd be weird if I was wrong. Um, the SWAT. Sorry, he's kind of he's kind of the second lead. Colin Farrell's in it. Yes, it's not SWAT. It's not SWAT. Colin Farrell's the second lead. Is it a Bruce Willis thing? No. In he's the second lead. Well, he's second listed on Minority that. Report. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that two weeks ago. Yeah. Great time, because I have lots of things to say. Oh, uh, this it. is one I should have read. Uh, you would have known, and you wrote it, so. I wrote it like a week and a half ago. Yeah. Uh, I thought my report the was... The scene where Cruz is blindfolded and eats a moldy sandwich <laughs> and drinks rotten milk is the most viscerally I've cool. experienced anything in a Spielberg film. I'll tell you about that scene, because it's really good. Please so do. So basically, in the, in the future city, in Minority Report, they can track you with your, with your eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, billboards will fucking... S- make eye contact with you and be like hello Shane you haven't watered your garden recently oh, or whatever God. so Cruz is like on the run because he's um, going to commit a murder in the future and the machine has detected this so they're like going to arrest him so he's like they're going to catch me because of my eyes so he goes to this like guy who like gives you an eye transplant mm-hmm. so he gets given like somebody else's eyes but he has to like wear a, like bandages over his eyes for yeah. a while while he's recovering so he's like stumbling around this dude's filthy grimy house with a blindfold on and he fucking opens the fridge and he takes out like a real moldy sandwich and starts chewing at it yeah. and then he takes out a thing of completely gone off milk and starts bloating it it's absolutely Stop. disgusting um, I thought my report was okay I thought it was visually very ugly uh, looked terrible Yeah, uh, it was too long I lost track of what was going on like a bunch of times uh, Colin Farrell was fine in it same character he plays in Widows so just watch Widows Widows slaps. There's my spiel. I've only seen Widows once. I need to watch it again. Such a good cast. I haven't seen it before. It's a ridiculous cast. It's ridiculous. Fucking, there's like four angles of which you can tell someone the cast and they'll be impressed. You can be like, do you know Colin Farrell and Robert Duvall were in a movie together? They'd be like, wow. You'd be like, do you know Dan Kaluuya and Brian Tyree Henry were in a movie together? Wow. Nice. Did you know Viola Davis and Elizabeth Debicki were in a movie together? Be like, wow. Did you know Liam Neeson was in a film with Colin Farrell and Robert Duvall? Like, you can go any three actors in that film and people will be like, wow, that sounds great. Yeah. And then you're like, 11 of those people were in a film together. Outstanding. Not to mention the other, like Michelle Rodriguez and uh, Lucas Haas is great in it. And um, you're one uh, who does all the running. Oh. Uh, Yourself. She runs. She's a very, she's a very good actress. I found out a fun fact about her the other day. Actually, I'll tell you now. Uh, but I want to get her name right first. Her name is Cynthia Erivo. Uh, sorry, I forgot. Fucking Carrie Coon is in that movie. Sorry, what? Carrie fucking Coon plays the, the the wife of the other guy in the gang. Oh, that's a that's a ridiculous that's cast. That's ridiculous. I'm glad it. I'm glad it lives up. What a fucking John Bernthal is in this. Yeah, and it was written by Gillian Flynn, who wrote Gone Girl. She wrote the script. I'm going to have to watch this Terry, again. Oh, my God. What a ridiculous cast. Actually insane that they all work together. Oh, so my good. God. Anyway, uh, Cynthia Erivo mm-hmm. is a singer and a Broadway actress and all this, right? So she's she's going for an EGOT, okay? Okay. And I think she is. I think she's only missing the Oscar. But apparently she's a really good runner, like mm-hmm. really good runner. And she was considering becoming an Olympic runner mm-hmm. because then she would have created the new – Igato, Igato, where you have an Emmy, Grammy, 
an Oscar, a Tony, and an <laughs> Olympic, Olympic gold medal. medal. <laughs> and I don't think anyone will ever achieve that ever and again. Lady Gaga takes up ski jumping or something. Yes, like. Lady Gaga would have to take up skiing. Um, I don't know how you would possibly achieve that otherwise. What's, what's the easiest Olympic sport to just win on short notice? Shot putting or no, some uh, no. say pigeon shooting or some shit. Some yeah, that doesn't require like physical strength. But also, you could become like a. You could, you could like, your, like, Springsteen's daughter is a really good, like, show jumper. So if Dr- you're, like, dressage, if you're, like, no, a rich yeah. child with access to horses, you yeah. can become very good at horsey stuff. Mm-hmm. Fair oh, point. my God. Widows. I am, I'm fucking watching Widows tonight. Oh, my God. I had a dream last night where I watched Widows, though. Ooh. I've been thinking about Widows Spooky. a lot this week. I had a dream about watching Widows. Yeah. It's not really a coincidence. I'm bringing it up because I've been thinking about it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Next up, this is a film you described as E.T. without the terror. On my review? Yeah. What what fucking year are we talking about? 2002. 2002. E.T. without the terror? Yeah. It's not signs. No. Uh, Is it for children? Yeah. E.T. without the terror. Is there an alien in it? Is it anything like E.T.? I think it's an alien. You think it's... I think he's... the, the subject is considered an alien. There's a guy in it, and he's an alien. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you have four stars. You watched it at the end of 2020. I watched Sorry. it at the end of 2020. Sorry. The, March 2020. Ah, when in March 2020? March 24th. Post going home for COVID then. Mm-hmm. This is like first week of COVID. So I'm hanging out at my parents' house. First week of COVID. Scared out of my mind. And I'm like, what if I watch a movie from 2002... <laughs> that is like E.T. without the terror. Robin Williams is not in this, is he? Uh, it's animated. It's fucking animated. Yeah. So what? I don't know any of the names in this. And you think there's an alien. And I think Rames does a voice of what a the? character called Bubbles. It's not the Iron Giant. No. What the fuck is this? Um, shit. Ving Rames plays Bubbles. Cobra Two- Bubbles. 2000 Cobra Bubbles. Chris Sanders is the director. It's some fucking DreamWorksy thing. Two thousand and two, uh, like ET without the terror. Oh yes, ding 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 ding. Got it. Lilo and Stitch. Indeed. I got Disney Plus mm-hmm. the day it launched, Patrick's Day. Oh okay. Two thousand and twenty, and I hadn't seen Lilo and Stitch, and a friend of mine was telling me that she loved it, so I was like, I'm gonna watch this. Very good film. Yeah. Very charming, and uh, they're making a live action remake now. And Zach Galifianakis oh. is going to be in it. Is he going to play Stitch? No, he's playing oh. one of the one of the weird alien bubbles, possibly military men. Yeah, probably. Uh, Leon Stitch is very charming. I like it a lot. There's a lot of sequels and spinoffs, mm-hmm. like many different types. It's a, of it's a show. Did the film come first? It, the film came first. They've oh, a it, okay. show. There's a sequel. There's yeah, a I remember watching the show when I was younger. Sequel. That was pleasant. Uh, I've never seen it, but the the movie is very fun. It's like set in fucking Hawaii, yeah. and there's nice little fucking alien guy, and he's like, wah, 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 wah. yeah, mm. it's good. Yeah, that's I would God, it took me a while to get that. Okay, I'm I, surprised you'd watched it actually when I went I, to look it up. I watched it at like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like something I'd imagine you'd go for willingly. No, I was on like my parents' TV had Disney mm-hmm. Plus logged in yeah. and I was like, what have I not seen that looks good? Yeah. Lilo and Stitch. Mm-hmm. One o'clock in the morning. COVID. Let's go. Speaking of mm-hmm. funny creatures that are very good. Okay. Track? No. Funny creatures that are very good. Yeah. How many stars I give this one? Four. Okay, let's uh, uh. see. Is there any good notes in the review here? Is there a review? This is what the I David have. Newman score gives it a cat in the hat vibe. The David Newman score gives it a cat in the hat vibe. Is it animated? It's not Scooby Doo. It is Scooby Doo. It's Scooby Doo. Yeah, Scooby Doo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, that's a four star film. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched the second one there last week. They are really good. They should make another one. Scooby Doo. <laughs> Next up. Yep. A friend of ours directed this I think really no <laughs> who did you you have to tell me out who you thought the friend of ours was Doug Lyman why is Doug Lyman a friend I of ours I thought he did like a load of Sandlers and something no he's the fucking born edge of tomorrow guy yeah so this is why the, did this I think is, he this did, is the born am I mixing is there a Doug that does some Sandlers 
You're thinking of Dennis Dugan. Am I? Am I mixing those up? Yeah, those but I know Dennis Dugan. Doug Lyman, Dennis Dugan. Doug Lyman sounds like it. Doug Lyman. Yeah, okay. Doug Lyman. I don't know. All right. Doug Lyman. Well, he said it. This is the boring identity. Boring identity. Yeah, very boring. Bore, more like the boring identity. <laughs> they are so boring. Movies. Oh, my God. They Inter- are interesting poster. I have that DVD with that cover. It's a yeah. horrendous poster. Very bad. Those are the prototype for John Wick of just like, what a fucking snooze. This is so boring. Nothing interesting could possibly happen. They're slightly better, though, because they have, like, Brian Cox and Chris Cooper in them in a room being mm. like, Porn, you have to get off the street. Fuck off, Porn. Jesus Christ, this is Jason Bourne. There's a lot of that shit in them, which yeah, is yeah. fun. That, that a is of, fun. A lot of in-ear stuff. Yeah. A lot of Chris Cooper being like, oh, oh man, I wish I could do a Chris Cooper impression. Chris Cooper being like, <laughs> I want to do one so bad, but I know it's going to it out. Don't turn the mic off for a second. Chris Cooper's impression would be like, Born, he's he's down again. No, I can't do it. Okay, Chris Cooper, fucking my favorite actor. I swear to God, he's top ten. Yeah. Incredible, incredible that. I love him so much. Next up, yeah, another animated kids thing. Now this thing I can't imagine you've seen. Yeah, there's no evidence I've seen it on on the LB. I'm checking it now, but take it's definitely not Anthony. I think you'd you know what you you know after. what you would enjoy, or you know what would save you a lot of effort. You research the box office before we record, yeah. and you make a list on Letterboxd of all the films in the top 10, yeah. and then you can just click into the morning of time on your list mm-hmm. to get all the information. That would be very efficient if you did that. Well, sir, I do real things during the day. <laughs> okay. No, I the- make spreadsheets of <laughs> film people's names. No, the director of this film is the best name I've heard in a while. <laughs> You've never heard of him before, though? No. The director- It's not like a Pishapong or a Jenny Tartakovsky or something. This one was directed by <laughs> Tuck Tucker. Tuck Tucker. <laughs> no, not a real person. Tuck Tucker. Tuck Tucker. Tuck Tucker. <laughs> I'm going to Tuck Tucker into my McDonald's. This is the only film he's made. Oh, wonderful. Um, I haven't seen it. It's animated. Sorry, no, he made a different one. He, he, made, he made two. He, made, he two. made a different one. Sorry. <laughs> He didn't make this film at all. <laughs> he, he made a second film. Made a second the second film. film has 40 logs in a letterbox. Oh, okay. So it doesn't exist. It's 70 minutes long. It's a made-up right. movie. Okay. All right. This... Yeah. This is another kid's movie based on... I assume this is based on a TV show. Uh, Nickelodeon TV show. It doesn't show. look like I've seen it. Is it Hey Arnold, the movie? Yeah. Oh, well done me. You haven't... Nope. It. Never seen a fucking second of Hey Arnold. No. Doesn't even know what he sounds like. No. He could sound like this. Or he could sound like this. And I'd be like, yeah. Hey Arnold, there he is. Hey Arnold is a very 90s thing. That's yeah, it's like... Predates us. Like, predates like Spongebob. Predates Jimmy Neutron even, I'd say. Yeah. Like, it feels like a very, like, early, like, pre rugger like, maybe Rugrats. Yeah, it's that kind of... Um, South Park. They, they didn't cross over. They were not the same network, though. Well, South Park's, South Park's not for adults, yeah. Like, but yes, it just feels like it's in that kind of generation. Saved by the Bell, People whatever, who watch that Rugrats, shit, yes. Yeah. People who watch Recess. People who like that stuff, like Hey Arnold. I don't think any any 25-year-olds like Hey Arnold. That's, like 20, that's for like 29-year-olds. Yeah, I think got a bit of like Airplay on RT. Yeah, I just, I've never, I've never seen it. All right. I can't believe Widow's got zero Oscar nominations. What fucking world are we living in? Well, like, that, that would have been the best film this year. What? what would that have been the best film this year if it what? would widows have been the best film this year yeah this year right now no i mean like no if they were gonna what, what was when did it come out 2016 no it came out in the year of green book oh what it, it, it like okay. vice was nominated for best picture and widows wasn't oh weird it was just one of these like steve jobsy things where it kind of came out in the middle of october and no one knew it was out and no one went to see it and only people who really love those actors bothered, and then everyone's like, Yeah, I guess it doesn't have any, like, very distinct images to it. I feel like it's Steve Jobs adjacent. Yeah. Where people are like, that's amazing. You should watch it. All these great actors are in it. People watch it, and they're like, oh, it's great. But it's like, no one went to see it when it came out, except me. Okay. I had a great day where I went to see Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, mm-hmm. and then I went to see Widows. And the, the extremes there that I experienced... Between seeing a one-star film and a five-star film in the space of five hours mm-hmm. was a real jolt to the system. Really yeah. made you appreciate the magic of cinema. Yeah. Anyway. Next is a film that features Kieran Hines. Yeah, my man. Um, and he is like 11th. 
Don't know this Jesus, list. I'm not gonna guess. Okay, that. maybe like seven. He's in so many things. Some big names. We got James Cromwell in there. Cool. Good. We got a. Sounds good. I, I'll leave out the top two. Sure. I don't know if go from the bottom this? up. Go from the you bottom up. You haven't seen this. All right, we'll go from like five. Go up. from seven up. I'll go from Kieran Hines up. Go from Kieran Hines up. Kieran Hines. Yeah. Alan Bates. Has. Uh, Bridget Moynan. Yeah. Leave Schreiber. Yeah. James Cromwell. Yeah. Then two big boys. And then the two big boys. Yeah. Two big boys. Two big boys of different ages, so they're not like competing. Would we, would we do this on our two big boys work together podcast idea that we're? They're both on the poster. Right? They're both on the poster. Um, Is it changing lanes? No, oh, so I think there's a big enough kind of like good guess. Is Dulong. generation gap here that no it's not, they're not? No, Sam but Jackson. No, Al Pacino. You're like Bruce, close Bruce with the Willis. first two. The first two are like in the right ball. What were the first two? Jude Law and Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. So it's a white guy, a black guy. Yeah, young white guy, English. Yeah. No, uh, Ben Affleck. Yes, and it's not changing lanes. No, uh, and it's not Armageddon or Pearl Harbor. No, it is a similar aesthetic. Oh fuck! Uh, is it the 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 Sum of All Fears? Yes. And Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Uh, I mean to watch that. Apparently, they blow up a new. They blow up a LA with a nuclear bomb. It sounds great. Oh, sick! It's a Jack Ryan movie. Oh, okay. It's a Jack Ryan. They did. Phil they did one Jack Ryan with Baldwin. One with Affleck. One with the other fucker, Harrison Ford. Hmm. And then they did the Chris Pine. And then they did the TV show with Krasinski. The best of all those actors, John Krasinski. Good. <laughs> Yeah. Jack Ryan, a character yeah. for men who enjoy for... Amazon Prime and Top Gear. I guess so. <laughs> He's there, Ethan Hunt. Yeah. Not even not J- even Jack James... Reacher, guys. No. Are, Jack, are Jack Ryan based on books? Yes, Tom Clancy. Oh, sorry, Tom Clancy books. Yeah, yeah. I would rank Reacher below Ryan in my interest, to be fair. Oh, I really? actually think Jack Ryan's slightly better because at least it's like actual espionage, whereas Jack Reacher is just like military crime. Oh, okay, okay. I could not give less of a fuck about Jack Reacher. Yeah. It's all military. Small scale. Whereas Jack Ryan is like 24, which is boring, but it's like, at least there's like terrorists and the CIA. Whereas Jack Reacher, it's just like, oh my God, I don't give a shit about a fucking army cop. Mm. Amazon Prime is where all that shit goes to die. Talk to your fans to watch. All right. Yeah. We're moving from one of the most. Yeah. Guy heavy movies oh, to a very a girl heavy a movie girl here. Heavy movie. Yeah. Many girls in this. Uh, How to make an American quilt? There is a young popular actress, and then there are two old actresses. Oh, I'm not get that. Uh, is it Florida Georgia Rule? No. Is Jane Fonda? It's a big long name. Jane Fonda's on it. No. Big long name, not Sisters of the Traveling Pants. Close. It has the word sister. Uh, the something of the Yaya yeah, yeah Sisterhood. Yeah. Secret, uh, divine secrets of the eye sisterhood. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I just know that they, they talk about it on this head Oscar buzz a lot. Hmm. Just it's one of these films that gay men are interested in. A mother and daughter dispute is resolved by the eye sisterhood. <laughs> that tells me everything I need to know. Now, now my questions are my questions that's, are answered. That's the entire description of the film on Letterboxd. I respect that they just will not tell me what the yaya sisterhood is. Long, under- no, it's a group of longtime friends of the mother. Who's the fucking... Ellen Burstyn. Ah. And Fanula Flanagan. Oh, wow. And James Garner. Interesting. Fanula Flanagan is a... I've met her. Yeah? Yeah. She's she's Irish. She lives in Wicklow. Nice. Very nice. She's got a nice little filmography going there. She plays the woman that seduces Jim Carrey in Yes, Matt. She does. She has a fantastic Jim Carrey sex scene. Not many people can say that. And she's in Lost. She's also in The Invention of Lying, which is a oh. weirdly similar poster to Yes Man. Oh, jumping in a field. Yeah. Like, came out the same year. Really? Yeah. The Invention okay. of Lying is absolute fucking dog shit, but she plays Gervais's mother who's dying in hospital and is like, is God real? And uh, he invents God to make her feel better. Okay. And that's why. Oh, really? Can I do Ricky Gervais? Uh, of religion, yeah. Of religion, yeah. yeah. Oh, here's a better than mine. Is it? He's like... Oh, don't worry. God, no, no, he's not real. He's like, don't worry, mom. There's a heaven, and you'll be okay. Ha 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 ha. That doesn't sound like him. No. Oh, never mind. I can't do a Gervais. We've talked about Gervais. Well, yeah, we've talked about Gervais. Hey, I don't like him. <laughs> All right, we'll do like. Uh, we're gonna, this episode has been like seventy percent box office. All right, give me a. What Star Wars came out this year? The Attack of the Clones, which is a, a great movie that yeah. lo- that has the exact fucking same aesthetic as Minority Report. They may as well be the same movie. They look <laughs> and sound identical. Same John Williams score, same fucking cinematographer, same looking visuals, it's same CGI, it's exactly ridiculous. They mm. look the exact same. And the 10th film, yep. this. Mm-hmm. John Woo, Nicolas Cage. 
John Woo and Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Um, this, in 2002, really? This doesn't really exist. Oh, I, wait, wait, wait. It's a war movie. Yeah. And it's called... Ooh, no, because I watched a John Woo movie the other day. I watched Paycheck. And this is the next one he does after that. Okay. It's... Fuck, I'm not going to get it. Wind Talkers. Wind Talkers. Wind Talkers. There we go. Yeah. Oh, that was John Woo's last American film. Then he went back to China. Hong Kong. Sorry. Huh. Uh, because he was not making good films in America after Face Off. Mission Impossible 2 and Paycheck and Wind Talkers. Mm-hmm. Not a great run. Does this have a lot of slow? Oh, you haven't seen it. No, I have no intention of watching it. I'm sure it has doves and slow motion and all sorts of shite that John Woo likes to do. Looks terrible. Paycheck wasn't terrible, mind you. It was poor it was an interesting case of like Aaron Eckhart is in it right and he's like the the suit who gives Ben Affleck a mission he have doves in all his films yes okay that's his bit yeah and like I was watching Paycheck and I was like man this movie is such a good argument for why Aaron Eckhart isn't a star Mm -hmm. because Ben Affleck is so charming in this and Aaron Eckhart is so boring (laughs) and I feel like the Dark Knight struggles with that a bit because they're like well he's he's kind of interesting they have the list of similar films at the bottom here and all these war films have the exact same posters when we were soldiers or we we were soldiers no it's just like the Pacific and yeah the Bruce Willis Tears of the Sun they're all the same color scheme they're all like yes they're all the orange pissy color orange piss color yeah yeah Middle East no but these are all World War II films this Sorry. movie set in France, <laughs> pissy orange. Pissy orange. Uh, I don't know. Those are the colors that even like well Saving Private Ryan is pissy orange as well. Yeah, that's a horrible poster. That's yeah. eh, more green. It's kind of khaki. Oh, uh, but it's got the sunrise. Very or ugly. Not a sunrise imagery in these. Very things. ugly posters. Yes, those are those are the films in the world that I am least likely to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never seen Saving Private Ryan, and I never will. All right. Even though Vin Diesel's in it, we'll pack this in because there's nothing else. Pack it worth up. Pack it about. in. Let me end. Let me end. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Pack it up, pack it in, let me begin. But I said let me end. Oh, right, okay. Um, it's, a, it's a song. Oh, I didn't know that. I was quoting some teacher from our school that used to say pack it up, pack it up. Oh, that's a song. Pack it up, pack it in, let me begin. Did it. What's that song called? Oh, I don't know. Jump around. Oh, is it jump around? Jump around. Okay. Jump around. Um, yeah. Anyway. Thank you for tuning in. I will not be doing a jump around impression. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Um, we will be back hopefully sooner than we have been in this case i, I have know we're dealing with shane's weird academic schedule so yeah. we'll see i'm nearly done we are nearly done this podcast like six episodes left or something Crazy. fly through them we're gonna fly through them and you can follow the show on adam and ben pod on instagram and twitter i let the website domain name expire mm-hmm. so there's no website currently but there'll be once you know what no we're finishing up soon i'm not fucking paying for domain no Find us on social media. Where can they go if they want merch? You can go... Oh, fuck. Where do you go if you want merch? Redbubble? It's linked on Instagram. Is it? Okay. It's linked on Instagram and Twitter. Good. Get merch there. I am currently wearing my beautiful Adam and Ben t-shirt. You should be get fun. one, too. You that looks be sick. sexy like me and Shane. Where's the fun? Get them in gray. Get them in cream. I wouldn't recommend any other colors. No. Purple. Purple would Purple work. could be nice. Yeah. Keep, keep it simple. Green, orange, purple, whatever. Cool design. Anyway. Don't go white. Yeah. Go black. White's Backfield. better than black. Uh, I think white's better than black. Who knows? Thank you for tuning in. Bye bye. Go watch Mr. Deeds, a film that we talked about so much on this episode. Yep. Bye. <laughs>